0: Welcome to the Amherst Wesleyan Church Sermon Podcast. How many of you here have children? How many of you have some sort of experience? They may not be yours, but have some sort of experience dealing with little children. Okay, so you may be able to relate to this. Um, So I've got two little boys. Uh, One of them is about to turn five. He's very excited about that. Um, And I have a little boy who has just turned two. The the two-year-old is named Ben. And Ben a while ago had this really interesting what do I call it? Habit? Issue? Thing? Where he would take his hat or his mittens and he would throw them in the trash. (laughs) But it can... So that's kind of what it started with, and then it escalated to the point where it wasn't just his hat that he would end up throwing in the trash. Sometimes it was his shoes. <laughs> or maybe it was a toy. Actually, we were, we were down at my parents' place over Christmas time, and they were, the kids were playing, and some of his cousins were there, and they had gotten toys. <laughs> And they lost one piece of one of their toys. And we searched and searched and searched and searched for this missing toy. And do you know where it was? It was in the bathroom trash can. There was a while ago that he had snuck into our room and found my headphones. And we lost them. And I was thinking, he's put them in the trash somewheres. I'm going to have to go through all the trash cans and dig through all the trash cans to find these headphones. Thankfully, I didn't have to. They, he, had, he had been caught, I think, halfway through his escape plan, and he had just chucked them someplace. Um, but he had this habit of taking valuable things... And stick them in, them in the trash. It's very frustrating, very hard thing to deal with because you lose something, and all of a sudden you wonder: Did I? Did was that in the trash can? Did I put that out to the curb already? Is it gone forever? Has anyone had any other experience, or is that just my own demented child? <laughs> all right, some of you, some of you, the rest of you, just pray for us, I guess. Um, you know what? Some things should go in the trash, and some things shouldn't. In the book of Psalms, uh, the King David, a very famous uh, Israelite king, wrote these words. He was He was a poet, he was a songwriter, and he wrote these words. He said... Keep my eyes always on the Lord. With Him at my right hand, I will not be shaken. Therefore, my heart is glad and my tongue rejoices. My body also will rest secure. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the dead, nor will you let your faithful ones see decay. You make known to me the path of life, you will fill me with joy in your presence, with eternal pleasures at your right hand. Now that's very, that's very nice, it's very poetic, but let me, let me put it into modern day language. Because you will not abandon me to the realm of the trash can, and you will not let your faithful one be thrown to the curb. You know, David wrote that, that poem, that song, about how he was so looking forward to how God was going to protect and save him, and that he wasn't going to see the eternity of death, that he wasn't going to see decay, that he wasn't going to be in the trash. But the reality is that David died a very, very long time ago, and he was buried, and he decayed like everybody else. And so is that what is in store for us? I mean, I can, I can absolutely, I think we can all absolutely agree with David that we look forward to hopefully never ending up in the trash. We don't want that. We don't want death to be the end. We don't want our words, the words that we've used in those arguments, in those disputes, in those very emotional moments with your spouse or your siblings or your friends, when you've just spewed venom. You don't want that to be the thing that destroys a relationship, that that's the thing that determines what you do and where you go and how, how your relationship is going to be from now on. You don't want that to be the determining factor. You don't want your mistakes and your failures and your selfishness to be these things that are totally unfixable, that you are stuck in the pattern of being a horrible, failure, mess-up of a person. You don't want your bad habits, your addictions, your sins to be unbeatable. Nobody wants that. None of you want that to be what defines you and what determines what happens next. And sometimes, sometimes we just feel like we are Trash. You know, the interesting thing about David in writing that psalm and it not coming true for him is not because he had hope that wasn't true, that wasn't valid. The thing is that David was not actually primarily writing about himself. If you've got your Bibles, or you've got your phones, you've either got the Bible app or you've got access to Google, which I know you all do, we are turning to the book of Acts chapter 13, and we're going to read a number of verses here. Acts chapter 13, verses 26 all the way through 41. This is a very important passage that I'm going to read for us, and I want you to I want you there following, tracking with me. Now, this guy named Paul was a follower of Jesus. And he was going around and he was telling people about Jesus. And this, he's there, he's at a Jewish synagogue. They've just had their church service, they've just read from the Old Testament, they've read their passage. And they said, does anyone have anything to share? Which is a horrible thing to do. Never do that in a church service. Never give the people a chance to speak because they're going to say something weird. But they did. And Paul was like, this is my moment. And he stood up and he started going. And this is what Paul said to the people in that synagogue, in that Jewish church. He said, fellow children of Abraham and you God-fearing Gentiles, It is to us that this message of salvation has been sent. The people of Jerusalem and the rulers did not recognize Jesus. Yet in condemning him, they fulfilled the words of the prophets that are read every Sabbath, every Saturday. Though they found no proper ground for a death sentence, they asked Pilate to have him executed anyway. When they had carried out all that was written about him, they took him down from the cross and laid him in a tomb. But God raised him from the dead. And for many days he was seen by those who had traveled with him from Galilee to Jerusalem. They are now his witnesses to our people. We tell you the good news. What God promised our ancestors, he has fulfilled for us, their children, by raising up Jesus. As it is written in the second psalm, you are my son, today I have become your father. God raised him from the dead so that he will never be subject to decay, to the trash, as God has said, I will give you the holy and sure blessings promised to David. David, that guy that wrote that other psalm, So it is also stated elsewhere, you will not let your Holy One see decay. Now when David had served God's purpose in his own generation, he fell asleep, he was buried with his ancestors, and his body decayed, but the one whom God raised from the dead did not see decay. That's Jesus. Therefore, my friends, I want you to know that through Jesus, the forgiveness of sins is proclaimed, is shared, is spoken to you, through him, everyone who believes is set free from sin, a justification you were not able to obtain under the law of Moses by trying to be a good person, by doing it on your own. Take care. Now take care that what the prophets have said does not happen to you. Where the prophet said, look, you scoffers wander and perish For I am going to do something in your days that you would never believe, even if someone told you. Paul lays it out here. And he says, you know what that David guy... He wrote these words. We talked about Jesus. We talked about how he lived and how he was crucified. And then he rose from the dead in order to give you forgiveness of sins. He lays that all out. And he says, you know what? David wasn't primarily talking about him. He was talking about Jesus. But those promises that were given to David, that promise of resurrection, applies to those who choose to follow Jesus. And he gives this warning. He says, but you've got to pay attention. You've got to make sure you understand that if you don't follow him, promise does not apply to you. You, th- you see, I think this is, this is what we need to take away from this today. The work of Jesus, the work that was set up through Moses and David and was accomplished in Jesus and is now here and ready and available to you, is telling you today that God has noticed that you are missing. He has gone looking for you and he has found you in the trash and he has said, no, you do not belong in the trash can. You are not trash. You do not belong on the curb. You are not useless. You are not worthless. You are not broken beyond repair. You are not somehow completely, totally faulty and a screw-up and a mess-up, that you are no longer valuable and good for nothing. You do not belong in the trash. And I have made a way, and I have come searching for you to rescue you from the trash and give you life Jesus has made a way so that death isn't the end. Where Jesus died and he rose again, never to decay, ever. He was in the tomb and he was risen to life and he didn't die a few days later. He didn't die a few years later. He is still alive today. And he has said that you, if you follow him, you may fall asleep like David, but one day you will rise again, never to decay, just like him. He's saying that your words and your mistakes, your selfishness, your greed, your hatred, the times that you have abused others, your violence, your failures, those can be forgiven. You don't have to carry the guilt anymore. You don't have to carry the shame anymore. Because Jesus has made a way and come looking for you to say, I've seen everything you've done. I forgive you anyway. He's made a way that that doesn't have to determine your future. That Your bad habits, your addictions, your sin doesn't have to be your lifestyle anymore. He can pull you from the trash and everything that's broken, everything that's twisted, everything that's dirty and covered in snot and whatever else is in the trash can gets cleaned, gets restored, gets made new. That's what God wants for you. And some of you are here today, and you're like, I'm not sure about that. And you're, I'm not sure about that because you feel like you have done something so horrible, or you have done something so bad for so long that God would never want you. But the guy who wrote that passage in Acts spent half of his life hunting down followers of Jesus. And God still saved him. No one in this room is somebody that God doesn't want saved. It doesn't matter what you've done, what you've said, or how long you've been stuck in that pattern. You do not belong in the trash. And some of you are here and you you feel like this can't apply to you. Because of what people have said to you. How you've been treated. How people have said to you that you're worthless, you're no good. Some of the things that people have done, and how they've attacked, how they've abused you, how they've belittled you, and you've started to believe what they've said, and what they've done. And say, Well, that's happened to me because I am trash. I am worthless. God today is saying to you, You are not trash. What they said and what they did is not truth and does not determine who you are or your destiny. I've come looking for you. I've noticed that you've been gone, missing, and I found you in the trash, and I want to pull you. I want to save you out of the trash because you do not belong there. Whatever your circumstance, whatever your situation, God is saying to you today that you do not belong in the trash. But you still get to choose. And that's that warning that Paul puts in there that says, if you still want to be trash, that's up to you. The reality is that Jesus has done everything that is necessary to free you from guilt and shame and redirect your life and heal relationships and make open doors and making you actually feel whole and complete inside and give you purpose and meaning and hope for eternal life. He has done everything necessary for that. But the truth is that if you do not follow the directions to the Tim Hortons, you do not get Timbits. Right? Right? You can go, you can end up at McDonald's and get whatever they call Timbits, but they ain't Timbits. Come on, come on. You know it. You know it. There may be dispute about the coffee, but you know that Tim Hortons donuts are way better than what McDonald's is putting out. Come on, there's got to be an amen here somewhere. Come on. If you want... If you want the good stuff, you've got to follow the directions. If you want the Timbits, you've got to go. You've got to follow the directions to get to Tim Hortons. If you want the life of Jesus, if you want the resurrection, if you want to be taken out of the trash can and be restored, you've got to follow him. If you don't follow him, you don't get where he's going. And you don't get what he has for you. And so you've got to follow him. And so today, today you're presented with a choice. You can say, you know what, this isn't for me. This Jesus thing isn't for me. I don't want that. And you can ignore this and push it aside. And miss out on what Christ has for you. And miss out on that forgiveness that really goes deep. You can say, "Yeah, no, I don't need it. And you're really good at justifying it and pushing it aside and say, you know what, it's not that big of a deal. It's not really going to make that much difference in my life anyways. I'm not that bad of a person. I don't really need to be saving from the trash. But even though you know deep down that you really do, you can ignore this and go your own way. And that's your choice. But not only are you missing out on the blessings, you will be embracing the consequences of being in the trash, which means being thrown into the dump. And God does not want that for any of you. None of you belong in the trash. And so I want to encourage you, I want to challenge you, I want to invite you, that if you are here today and you have not decided to follow Jesus, He has come, I'm telling you, He has come looking for you, He wants to save you, He wants to rescue you, and all you've got to do is accept and let Him do that and choose today to follow Him. Say, I'm not going to follow my own path, I'm going to follow Jesus' path. I'm not going to do this on my own strength, I'm going to do it on Jesus' strength. I'm not going to try to be a good person all by myself, I'm going to do it by His power. You decide today to follow Him. And I don't know how to explain it, but He does something that only He can do and breathes life into your heart and into your soul and into your mind and changes things. If you're here today and you are a follower of Jesus, maybe you've been a follower for a long time, maybe you've been a follower for just a little while, whatever it is, but you you are here today and you are already a follower of Jesus, then you've got two responses. One is you don't forget that he saved you from the trash and you don't belittle that. Don't be filled with pride and miss it. You worship him like he really deserves. And number two, when he looks at you and says, I want to clean up this other part of your life that's still got remnants of the trash in it, let him. Let him. He's got work to do on all of us. And it's hard and it's scary, and sometimes it's painful. But if you let him do his work It will change everything It changes how you think And how you feel And how you react It changes your relationships It changes your job It changes how you handle money And and the blessings and the curses That come with money And some of you are here And you're not quite ready to make that step. But you're not quite ready to say no either. Jesus has this word for you. He still says, I've noticed that you're missing. And I'm going to keep looking for you. So keep your eye out for him. You may not be in the place where you're ready to say, yeah, let's do this, sign me up. But I'm telling you right now, you keep your eye out for him. And you'll see him one day. And he's got something for you. The worship team's going to come up and we're just going to wrap up the service in a song. And when you go home today, I want you to get a whiteboard marker or a sharpie for all. Get a sharpie on this one. You find your window or bathroom mirror something, and I want you to write on that window or mirror so that you see it every day, I do not belong in the trash. And you let that remind you that that is what God has declared today for you. Thanks for listening and being part of our church and joining us in this journey to become down-to-earth people following Jesus in down-to-earth ways.